Hey guys, welcome to Pursuing Jesus Podcast. This is episode 16, and it is tips on reading the Bible. You know, reading the Bible can uh, it can seem like quite a task. It can seem like something massive to undertake, right? I mean, it's a big book. It's There's so many things that are they're not clear. They're, they can be confusing. You need to pray. You need to study. And if you look at all of those, you might get discouraged from reading, and you might find yourself not reading at all. And I don't want that. We, we're supposed to be in this Word. This is God's Word. You know, we always say, man, I wish God would just speak to me. And I know what people mean. They want a word from the Lord. They want a sign. But God has already spoken through the Word of God, through the Bible. And the Bible even says that the Word became flesh. So the Word doesn't tell us about Jesus. The Word is Jesus. Jesus was the Word. And so this Bible is so important for us to get into. And so I'm going to give just a couple little tips on how to read the Bible, how to pray the Bible over yourself to get a revelation, to get it rooted inside of you. And so it's going to be a shorter episode, but I think it's going to really help just spark something in you to get alone with God and to read. You know, first I want to thank you for listening. Um, You guys are amazing. We have so many uh, listeners, we have so many followers, and because of that, we have been rated in the top 50 of 92,000 podcasts in the spirituality category. And uh, I want to thank you guys for that. And I want to to invite you to partner with us. You know, we've had several people come along and partner with us um, as a ministry and with this podcast, and that enables us to do what we're doing. Everything I do with my family is based off of your generosity. We don't have a paycheck. We don't work for a company. We are self-employed. According to the IRS, we are unpaid missionaries. And so your partnership is what keeps us going. And we are asking, we were asking for 100. Now we're asking for 90 partners. We had 10 partners come alongside. We're asking for 90 partners to consider giving at least $5 a month um, to help us continue to spread the gospel through this method and other um, digital platforms, but and in-person gatherings as well. We have 30 ministry trips lined up this year, and it's only February. And everything we do, from paying our rent to food on the table to gas in the car, you name it, it is all by your support. So you can give through Modern Day, which is, uh, you can find that on my website at shanewinnings.com, or you can give through this podcast. If you look in the description, there should be a little link that says support this podcast, and you can consider monthly support of at least $5 a month. That's all we're asking. Pray about it. And of course, follow us. Turn on the bell and notifications. That'll let you know when we upload a new episode and you would get alerted just like people got alerted when I posted this. So let's get into it. How do we read the Bible? You know, there's a couple of basic tips. And listen, I'm not like a, I'm not a master theologian or anything like that. But I have been walking with the Lord for six years, and I've learned a couple of things that have helped me stay in the Word, get excited about the Word. One of those is basic. It's using different translations. You know, I'll sit down and and I'll read, and maybe I'll read for 20 minutes or, or half hour or an hour. It really just depends on how I'm led, but I always read every day. And, um, yeah... I, I, I try to start with different translations. So I love reading the New King James. That's because I grew up on King James. Um, and, you know, I went to Baptist church when I was a kid. But 
I really enjoy the New King James, but then I'll go read the same scriptures in other translations to see, you know, what that translation says. I'll read the uh, ESV, I'll read the NLT, I'll read even the message, just to get a different perspective on the verse. And I also have um, been using study Bibles. And so you can find those. There's a study Bible app on your phone that you can get. You can go on um, Google. And what I'll do is I'll search the verse. And Bible Hub is is a good website that comes up. And I will read the different narratives and the different scripture breakdowns. And they have the original text on there, the Hebrew, the Greek. So you can see what the actual words meant and what the original text would have said. So it's really cool to get in there and and break down the verses that you're reading instead of just blazing through them, you know, to be able to say, hey, I, I read this much in my Bible today, you know, but how much did you comprehend? How much actually sank in for you? There's a place to, to take it in like a, drinking from a fire hose. Um, but if you want something to remain, you really got to get in there and when you understand it, it's going to make it more fun. You know, things are more enjoyable when you understand them. And uh, I really encourage you, wherever you're reading, I still do this. I go, I simply Google the verse. And a Bible Hub is another one. If you know any great ones, um, you know, uh, leave that in the in the comment section or, or in a review. And um, so people can see. But I, I like getting in there and reading different people's perspectives on, you know, what the verse meant. And I don't always agree with everyone's perspectives, but that's okay. That's what sharpens us. You know, when you hear different opinions, it really makes you dig in and figure out what you believe. And above all, pray. You know, God is the author. And so we have direct access to the author of this book by way of the Holy Spirit. If we are born again, we have God's Spirit living inside of us, And so we can ask him about this book, and he will tell us. Now, one thing I want to talk about, and um, really this is kind of the main point I'll make. You know, there there are highlighting tips and tricks that you can do. You know, for instance, I have my Bible here, and I highlighted different colors. Like, um, if you flip through my Bible, it's going to be like a rainbow. I highlight green, and that means a promise from God or a prophetic statement. Um, An orange highlight means uh, a promise or a prophecy that was fulfilled or a promise that was kept. Um, Anything that's blue means it was a miracle or something supernatural that happened. Anything that's pink is grace or mercy or compassion or love. And anything that's yellow is a warning from God or a subsequent consequence from, you know, not heeding a warning. And so as I flip through my Bible, I've got all these different colors and I can know, man, anywhere that there's pink, there's just red everywhere. And when I go through Philippians, there's so much red. You know, in the beginning of Romans, there's so much yellow, um, just of all the warnings. And, and it's so cool to flip through here um, and, and see, you know, in Hebrews 4, there's a, there's a promise. And I've highlighted that in green. So it's just, it makes it fun. And it causes you to dig into the Word, to not just read it, but to... You know, you're, you're highlighting, and so you're going to be looking for the supernatural so you can highlight it in blue. You're going to be looking for promises from God so that you can highlight them in whatever color. And when a promise is kept, you can go, oh my gosh, God said this would happen. And then here it is, chapters or books later, it happened right here. And you highlight that, and you can make a little note off to the side, you know, reference uh, this 
chapter, this verse from this book where God made the original promise. Here's the promise fulfilled. And speaking of that, to make notes, I actually bought a note-taking Bible. Um, So I have a journal Bible, and it's got uh, notes, space for notes on the sides of both pages with lines so that you can you can take notes and that's really encouraged me to get in there and do that um so those are just some basic things but this is the one that can really change you and this is what really changed my quiet time with the lord now i will say that this you know method of prayer it's not (laughs) it's not as easy with the old testament um really this is kind of a new testament prayer and the reason I say that is because what we're going to do is we're going to pray the scriptures over ourselves, and and really it comes from, um, you know, all of the books after uh, the gospels. So in Acts, yeah, you kind of could, but really from Romans on, um, up until Revelation, you can pray like this, and you'll understand what I mean when I start doing this. So look, we'll take, for instance, Colossians 1.21. I'm going to tell you how I read the Bible and then how I would pray it so that it becomes a reality to me, so that it sinks in. I'm receiving it by faith and I'm declaring it over myself. So check this out. Colossians 1.21. It says, And you who were once alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death. I would stop right there and I would say this. Father, I thank you. I thank you in Jesus' name that I was once an enemy. I was alienated. I was totally cut off from you because of the wicked works of my mind. But you, God, you have reconciled me. You have made me right with you in the body, through the flesh, in the death of Jesus Christ on the cross. Thank you so much that even while I was a sinner, you died for me, Jesus. Thank you, God, that you chose to send your son before the foundation of the world, even when I was your enemy. Man, you love me so much, God. I love you. Thank you for loving me. And then I would continue. To present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. Wow, Father, I thank you that there was a purpose to all of this, that you didn't just send Jesus to die so that I could go to heaven or be saved from hell. But this word right here in Colossians 1.21, it says that you desired, in Colossians 1.22, you said that you desired me to be seen by you as holy, blameless, and righteous. And that because of the blood of Jesus, because of his sacrifice on the cross, you now see me that way. That because of Jesus, nothing I've done, I was wicked, I was your enemy, but you loved me and you sent Jesus to die. And now your word says, God, that you see me as holy. You see me as blameless. You see me as righteous. Father, I thank you so much that you could take someone like me who was so stuck in sin, so far from you, so broken, and put your spirit inside of me. You gave me a brand new life, God. You have brought me out of the old. You've put me into the new. Old things have passed away, and now I get to love you, and I get to be in a relationship with you. Father, I thank you for what you've done for me. Come on, I'm getting fired up. That's just two verses, guys. That's Colossians 1, 21 through 22. That's two verses. And listen to how I'm already praying. I'm, I'm declaring the truth of God's word over my life. I am coming into not just a, an, an analytical knowledge, an intellectual knowledge of what the word says, 
but I'm actually beginning to receive it by faith, declare it over myself, and get a revelation that this is what God says. This is how God sees me, and this is why. Like, that is amazing. So no longer is it just, and you were once alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he's reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy, blameless, and righteous in his sight, if indeed you continue in the faith. Grounded instead, that's how a lot of people read. A lot of people just kind of blaze through and they read it like a school book and they've got a book report due later and they need to get this thing down. Guys, let's take our time. There, Like I said, there's a place. I've done the crunch, um, which is uh, Nathan Finocchio's um, plan where you read the Bible in 30 days. I've done that before. And you're blazing through the Bible, but that's to get an overall picture of the Bible. There's a purpose to it. That's to just take in as much as you can. But then you got to get down into the weeds of it. And especially if you're a new believer, I want to encourage you, one, start in the book of John. If you're looking to start in the Bible and you're like, where do I start? Start at the book of John and read all the way through the end. You're going to read about the life of Jesus. You're going to read in the book of Acts about how the early church started. And then you're going to read in Romans about how to be a Christian. And then you're going to read all of these letters from these amazing men of God who are leading and guiding churches and helping them to walk like Jesus walked. And that's such and then you get to read Revelation which is a the picture of the end times and the second coming of Christ where he comes to take those that he loves and we're going to go be with him forever. It's an incredible story that's going to happen. It's amazing. Revelation's not a scary book. It's a love note. Um and we are the bride of Christ. He's coming back for us. But I say all of that to say I would wait to get into the Old Testament if you are a new believer or if you're struggling in the Bible or if you're just not sure where to start. I would do the Old Testament after all of that. And the reason that's important is because you need to understand what it meant that Jesus came. And you can't fully grasp that until you see the Old Testament, the fall of man, um, the constant rebellion, the constant, you know, mighty uh, hand and an outstretched arm from the Lord to bring us back into covenant with him and how we constantly failed him and he had to send Jesus to make everything right and and Jesus wanted to come and you'll see that you'll see the prophecies and the in the the um oh man I lost the word you'll see all of the references to Jesus before he ever came to be through the Old Testament. It's it's incredible. So many so much foreshadowing. The Old Testament is amazing, but it is also very dense. And there's a lot of genealogy, there's a lot of Levitical law, there's a lot of things that might discourage you. And um, you know, I always encourage new believers and people trying to get back in. Start with John, go to the end of the Bible, then go back and start at Genesis and work all the way through. Um, you know, another amazing um, tool that you can use to help you or resource is called the Bible Project. These guys have broken down every book of the Bible with a really cool video. And it's, um, they do like graphic design and they're like drawing while they're talking about it. They're narrating over this drawing. And it really brings the scriptures to life. And if you were to just sit and watch every video, I believe that it would only take about three hours for you to get through the whole Bible. And, and have an overview of what the Bible is about, what each book is about, different um, people who play different roles. And so the Bible 
Project. Go check that out. That is another great resource. I used to watch one of their videos, say I was going to start the book of John. I'd go watch the Bible Project's um, video on John, and then I would begin reading. So I hope that helps you. I want to tell you one cool thing, too, before we wrap up here. We're just about done. But this is how cool it is when the Lord speaks to you while you're reading. You know, I remember one time, I think I was still in Colossians 1, but I was reading, and um, in verse 27 it says, To them God willed to make known what are the riches of his glory, of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And so I was praying, and I was just saying, Father, you're, you're the hope of glory, Jesus. You are God inside of me that is to be revealed. That's what glory means. It means that that the God will be made known in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory, the glory in of God that is to be recognized through your life. And I was praying and I was saying, Father, thank you. You love me and and, and I love you and you're you're building me up into yourself and you're you're rooting and you're establishing me. I'm like a tree by by a river and I'm just flowing with life. And I was just praying like that, I was being led by the Holy Spirit. And you know what's really cool? I I continued to read and listen to what Colossians 2 verse 6 says, just a few verses later. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. And I was like, wow, I just prayed. My spirit just led me to say, I'm rooted and established in you. I've been raised up in you. And then I end up reading that verse later. And listen, I, this was when I was a baby Christian. I didn't know that it was about to say that. The Holy Spirit led me to pray that before I ever got there. And you'll be amazed at how you read the Bible and it begins to come alive. And the Bible is not a dead book. It's not just words on a page. It is alive. It's sharp. It's active. It sa- the Bible says it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And so you will see as you begin to read and pray how things will come alive. You know, I've read this book several times. I've read some books within the Bible many, many, many times. And every time I read it, I catch something new. And that's because it's alive. So get out there. Get into the Word. It's so important. Be disciplined about it. Listen, it's not religious to say, I am going to sit and read my Bible for 20 minutes a day or 30 minutes a day or whatever. That's not religious. There is something about being disciplined and giving God your yes. You know, we can be disciplined about so many things in our life, our diet, our exercise, you know, disciplined about making sure we get quiet time and away from work or whatever. Why is it when we talk about the Bible or prayer, we go, oh no, that's religious. No, maybe we need a little bit of discipline in our lives. So set some time aside, get alone with God. I recommend you do it in the morning. It's a great way to start your day with a healthy biblical perspective. So I hope this helps. I hope this encourages you to get out there and get in the word and um, you're going to see your life totally changed. Listen, would you share this if this helped you? There's so many people that struggle with reading the Bible and I want them to hear this message because it could really help so many people dive back into the word, get excited about it again because it is exciting. Some ways you can help us too are just to like the podcast and give it a review on on um, on Apple Podcasts. You can actually leave a written review and give us a, a rating, whatever you would rate this podcast. Give us a rating on Apple, on Spotify. It helps us get noticed 
uh, by more people so that they can hear the gospel. That's the whole point. Also, I have a book that's out. It's called I Will Always Overcome. It's available in paperback and on Kindle and ebook. It's only 10 bucks. It's on Amazon, and it's designed to take you from fear to faith, from worry to confidence and boldness in Christ. And um, go check out the reviews for yourself. There's about 39 of them, and they will speak for themselves. Um, I believe this book is really helping people get free, and it teaches you how to pray as well. Just like I showed you how to pray the Word, I'm showing you how to pray truth in so many areas of our walk with God over yourself so that it becomes who you are, not just something that you say. If you want to know about an incredible university, um, you need to check out Faith International University. If you're thinking about getting a secondary education or even finishing your degree, faithiu.edu is where you need to go. They're an accredited Bible college. They have a bachelor's, master's, PhD um, programs, and you go at your own pace, which is the best part. You get to pick when you're when you go to class and when you do your homework. It's all due at the end of the week. Big boy, big girl rules. I think it's really amazing. So check out faithiu.edu. Uh, lastly, we're promoting a big event that we're doing for Gen Z and for adults. It's a stadium event on September 3rd in Dallas, Texas. One Voice Student Missions at the Jesus Clubs, which is who I'm a part of. Lou Engel, Upper Room. I'm calling on a thousand youth and parents from each state to come represent. Why? Let me tell you. 60 years ago, the courts took prayer and God out of schools. We are declaring and, and, and we are gathering to believe and contending in the faith that prayer is going to be put back into schools and that we will truly be one nation under God and that Gen Z will be saved. It's a free event, so make sure you check it out at events.genzforjesus.com. Um, it's going to be incredible. You can register there. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at shane.winnings or on YouTube at shanewinnings. And of course, I'm going to pray for healing before we leave. If you have a need in your body, just hover your hand over that area, and I'm going to pray right now. Father, I thank you. I thank you in Jesus' name that you love every person listening, and you paid the price for them to be healed in their bodies. And right now, in Jesus' name, I command every bit of pain, every limitation, every disorder, every sickness to leave right now. In Jesus' name. I say be healed in your body. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time.